This is John Gescheitmeyer of Wisconsin Real Estate Today, your real estate expert. This podcast is designed to equipping people with the teaching and tools they need to succeed in real estate. I hope you enjoy this episode and subscribe for more real estate content. Welcome again, everybody, to this edition of Wisconsin Real Estate Today. I am your host, John Gescheidmeyer. Today, we have a great episode for you. We are going to recap the first quarter of 2021. Now, it is May, and, uh, you know, sometimes the statistics uh, take about a month uh, later than we had hoped. But uh, we're going to dive into those because I think it's a really good indicator of what's to come within the market. And as always, if you have show ideas or topic ideas, let us know. We have our own Facebook page. It's Wisconsin Real Estate Today. And we have our own website, wisconsinrealestatetoday.com as well. All right, let's dive into it. Now, we're going to talk statewide statistics as well. Um, There are, you know, depending on where you're at and where you're listening, all of our statistics are really uh, kind of broken down into the central region, the north region, the northeast up in the Fox Valley area. South Central, which is Madison and below, Southeast, which is where I'm at in the metro Milwaukee area, and then the West region, which of course would be La Crosse and all of those places west. Boy, you have to go back a long time to find a market like this. So year to date at the end of last year, just to give you a perspective, year to date at the end of the year, we had 88,000 home sales, just shy of 89,000 homes uh, actually you know we had a little bit of an issue right with uh, some some things that were happening in the world last year but overall it was still higher home sale wise than in 2019 in fact it's the highest amount of homes we've ever sold so 2021 was a great year for for real estate I think sometimes for people forget that because they they, they look at what happened with covid and they look at 2020 and you know the fact that we just want to bury 2020 in the record books, and I certainly do as well. But from a real estate perspective, things were really, really good. Right now, we are a little bit behind. There is no doubt. So in the first quarter, this was the end of March, we recorded 15,172 home sales. Now, if we put that on average, um, it actually looks to be about in line from what we did the previous year, if in fact a little bit more. So there is uh, certainly a home a home shortage inventory, but from the amount of sales that we've seen in the past, we're actually higher statewide. What's really gone crazy, of course, and you, and you guys know this as listeners and just people who pay attention, but the home sale prices have gone up tremendously. So the median price statewide last year ended up to be 220000 That was um, That was a lot more than the year before. So uh, what we did is we looked at the median price and we said, wow, you know, this statistic is crazy compared to the years before. Why is it causing that? Now, so far in March, the average home sale price was up another $9,000, actually 9900 from where it was the year before. So January is 210000 214900 in February, and 229900 in March. So what does that mean? That means we're all headed in the, the same direction that we're looking statewide, you know, maybe about 6 7%, maybe 8%. In the metro Milwaukee area, you know, definitely some higher for sure. So the number of sales um, and the median price indicate what's happening globally within our state. 
So let's look at some Milwaukee area regions. Now, um, before we do that, let's look at the housing supply overview. Now, this was in the Metro Milwaukee area, and it's the four-county area serving Metro Milwaukee. The price range that had the strongest amount of sales was actually the highest, 350000 and more. 15.2% more homes sold this year than ever before. And I'm going to tell you why I think this is. Construction, when we look at the construction status, right, new construction was up 26.8%. I know that sounds crazy. Because in light of everything that's been happening in our world with lumber prices and, and not really any reprieve on the on the horizon for sure um it's it's tougher right so pending sales when we look by price range at the pending sales that are out there i just said 350,000 or above that's the highest the second highest is the 200 to 250,000 dollar range what's actually lower is the 250 to 350 range um and that's again based on a rolling 12 month total so what, what does that mean? Well, if I look at what's happening in the $100,000 price point and below, the most affordable homes that are out there, um, there's actually 18% less from year, um, year over year for pending sales. And when we look at the construction status, um, we're actually up, like we said, almost 27%. When we break that down into single family and the condos, you know, those numbers change a little bit. But what I think was interesting is pending sales for condominiums between the price point of 250,000 and 350,000 it was up 44.7%. Now why is that? I believe it's because people have just realized because we have way more buyers than we do sellers of course, right? People just realize that you know they've got to live somewhere. They're not going to rent anymore. They need to get into a decent suburbs for schools or building a family um because you build families, right? Starting a family, right? Um, but when it's all said and done, they've had to settle for condos. And I think a lot of these people that are looking at condominiums are, are certainly not going out and looking for them. At some point, their realtor has said, you know, I think we need to look at condos. And I think that's what probably is happening. So days on the market, as you can guess, days on the market is down quite a bit. For condos, it's down 13.9%, and for homes, it's down an even 20% for single-family homes. By price range, the, the, the amount of home, or I should say the, the home range, the home price range that's down the most, do you want to guess? Throw out your guesses. I will pretend that I can hear you. Down 34.4% is the 250 to 350% range. They've gone, uh, days on the market, the average price point, right? Days on the market by price point went from 32 days to 21 days. I mean, that's a lot. But let's kind of understand what that, what that number means just for a second. So let's, let's, let's press pause. When we talk about days on the market in my world, it doesn't mean that, you know, 21 days the home was on the market and sold. What it means is that it was on the market for 21 days until they had an accepted offer. Because when that property closes, we as realtors then go into the MLS and one of the questions that we're asked is, when did you accept the offer? How many days was it you know, on the market? And it does that for you, you just put in the date. So if I list a property on May 1st and we have an accepted offer on May 2nd, that's one day on the market. 
if I, well, maybe two. If I have, you know, if I'm on the market a week and we accept an offer, well, then it's seven days. Uh, realtors love this because, you know, then we can brag that the home is only on the market a few days. But like anything with statistics, you have to take them with a grain of salt because the bottom line is it's not always what it's going to, you know, what it might seem on the surface. So we really have to dive into those. Now, the sales price is the interesting one. For all properties, the sales price in Metro Milwaukee uh, was up 7.8%. Now, that was based on the end of March 2020 versus the end of March 2021. So we're up at 7.8%. And we have a median sales price of all properties at 255390 I know in Waukesha County, where I live, it's just, it's insane what the average purchase price is. And that's one of the things... I know County Executive Paul Farrow, who I will call a friend, uh, him and I have talked about the housing shortage. They've actually done a study on this. How do we get more affordable housing in Waukesha County? Because that is a goal for the county. Um, and it's tougher, especially tougher now because building a home, even a small home, is really difficult. So single-family homes, uh, 270000 in metro, in metro Milwaukee. That's the median sales price that we're seeing compared to last year. Townhouses up from 190 to 200. So that's about a 5.3% increase. Percentage of original list price received. That's an interesting one. So if I go out on the market, what am I getting for list price? Well, it depends on your property type. For single family, it's averaging at about 99.5%. Now that's by property type. If we look at all previously owned homes, it's actually 99.3. So those numbers are pretty similar, right? Just a little bit under ask. But where is the price point that you're going to get the most competition and the most money from, depending on how you list it? It's actually a tie between the $200,000 to $250,000 range or the two fifty dollars to three fifty dollars range. So generally speaking, in Metro Milwaukee, when we look at that data year over year, we're up about 2.1%. I shouldn't say that. That's misstating that. We are selling at about 2.1% over list price. Now, as you guys can imagine, that number can be drastically drastically um, scrutinized because, you know, if you have a less experienced agent who doesn't price a property right, and then they've got to lower their price significantly because they were promising the sellers. See, that's the biggest thing that I think realtors do. And, and this is where experience really comes in. You have, an, you have an agent who comes into your home and, you know, I always ask my people, what are you trying to get out of it? And they'll say, well, we're hoping to get 500 out of it. Great. Well, I only see that it's worth 485 or I actually see it's worth 525 You see, I don't tell people what they want to hear. I tell them what statistics are telling me. And then we put gut into there as well. So if I'm talking about, you know, a $400,000 house and I really want to get their listing, I might tell them that I can sell this thing for 435 when in fact, that's very much harming the listing. You don't want to go out overpricing it. And similarly, you don't want to go to the market severely underpricing your home, right? Getting 27 offers or 50 offers, it's almost unmanageable. Um, it's a great problem to have to a point. Having multiple offers is a great thing for a seller. It's a terrible thing for a buyer, right? People listening to this know that. But it's really hard to manage if you're on the real estate side of things. So, you know, what we do with listings today that we've never done before is we have an instruction sheet that we upload into MLS. It's designed for agents to uh, really go and, and look at. 
Um, the sad reality is most realtors don't pay attention to the details. And they don't look at what we call our private remarks in MLS. And what that means is agent-to-agent remarks. And we'll put in there for best offer protocol, and we don't word it this way, we just word it a little bit differently, but you know, for the best suggestions, we've put together, we've put together a document in MLS for you. All you need to do is, is go and access that and look at it. You know, that'll also tell people what the seller's looking for, because in many cases, the seller might want to rent back. So one of the things that we're seeing today that is becoming very popular is renting back, occupancy, post-occupancy. Seller can, you know, expect, let's say, anywhere from five to 10 offers. There's a really good chance if they put out that they want to rent back even for free for a couple weeks or a month that they can do it and they can get it because somebody's going to be willing to wait, even if that inconveniences the buyer. Now, post-occupancy is never really anything that realtors or I would say lawyers would ever recommend that people do. Pre-occupancy, I can't ever imagine letting somebody in your home before they close. But for me, I want to be able to, you know, do the best that I can for my sellers. I want that transaction to close earlier. I want that transaction to close sooner than later because I am concerned a little bit about the economy. I'm concerned about job losses. I'm concerned about the direction of where some things are happening economically that really we won't get into today. But I'm concerned about job losses and I'm concerned that a week before closing and we took the best offer and we got it to appraise or we figured out appraisals. We'll talk about that next. And, um, you know, and all of a sudden the buyer loses their job. Why? Because we extended closing out to 60 days versus closing in 35 days and having another 15 days or 25 days to rent back. You see, these are all the strategies that, he, that an experienced agent knows about. If you want to list with your cousin who's only sold a couple homes, you might be in trouble. I know that's not what people want to hear. Uh, I very much try to stick, a, stick away or, or, or stay away, I should stay from, from family business. It's just a recipe sometimes for disaster. But of course, I'll help anyone in my family. I mean, I, I'll treat them well. If I treat all my clients like family. So let's talk about um, inventory itself, right? So we know that when we look by price point, based on one month of activity, right? So the number of properties available for sale in active status at the end of the most recent month, this would be November, uh, November, listen to me, March, I'm sorry, we're 38% less in the 100,000 and below. We are 17%, 17 17.8% less homes than we did last year in the 100 to 150 range. We are actually, we have more homes than we had last year available in the 150 to 200 and the 200 to 250 and the 250 to 350. But when we get into the luxury style homes, which not all of these are considered luxury, but 350,000 and above, we have 20% less. You see, as a, as a, as a country, we're sitting on more equity than we ever have. We're sitting on more equity that we can immediately tap into when we sell our home. But then we have to buy a home. And most of the time we're upgrading, right? We're buying up from let's say 225,000 or 250,000 up to 400,000. And we've got this huge down payment that we never had. And more so in society, we've seen that compared to years prior. You know, I talk to any seller that's considering selling and, and they know the market conditions are great for them. 
And I think it's going to continue for a while. Most certainly, I don't think it's going to change anytime soon. What's really scary, though, is the month's supply of inventory. Now, remember, I've said this before on my podcast. A balanced market has about a six-month inventory, right? So the balance between buyers and sellers means that if there's no true advantage to a buyer or true advantage to a seller, in about six months, all of those homes will be gone, consumed, and everybody will find what they're looking for. So by property type, we're down tremendously. So single family, we're at 1.5 months of inventory. For condo and townhouse, we're actually up from where we were last year, but we're still only at 2.3. So we have more homes available in the condo townhouse category. We have less homes available in the 350 and above category. Um, but the idea is that the month supply of inventory is most balanced in the $350,000 and above range. So the good news is if you are looking at homes in the four, five, six hundred and above range, you don't have as much competition as other people do within the 250 to 300, or some sorry, 250 to 350, and the 200 to 250. So, I mean, all of these statistics we can make available to you. Um, and I think what we'll do is we'll put it on our Facebook page when we publish this. So one, if you, once you're hearing this, you'll, you'll be able to see these statistics. Bottom line, though, market's tight. We know that. So what's happening across, let's say, even just the counties? Let's go through a couple of those. So if you're in Jefferson County, when we're looking at quarter one versus quarter two, you know, versus quarter one from 2020, in 2021, the median sales price was up 23%. The amount of homes for sale, though, was down 197 the amount of closed sales was actually up 2.9%. So we have less homes for sale, but we actually sold more than we did last year if you're in Jefferson County. And of course, prices keep going up, right? Kenosha County, median sales up to 223150 and that's an 11.6% increase from last year. The average sales price altogether is 249000 okay? Um, what I think is interesting too, is that again, more closed sales, but 30% less homes for sale month supply down to 1.5. That's crazy. Never seen anything like this. If you're in La Crosse, 16.4% increase in median sales price, 9% average sales price increase, closed sales down only 5%, but the month supply is down to 0.7%. To call that a tight market would be would be understating it. That's 50% less than last year. And days on the market down 45%. So that's pretty good. The cross is hopping. If you are, let's say, let's do Manitowoc County. 8.8% median sales price increase, 6.2 average sales price increase. Homes for sale dropped 25 plus percent. Closed sales actually down a little bit, 2.3%. Month supply 1.6%. Milwaukee County, 11.6% median sales price increase, 10.6% average sales price in Milwaukee County uh, of an increase. Close sales went up, and actually homes for sale went up as well. So that's interesting, very interesting uh, statistic. Ozaki County, pretty much the same thing. 16% average sales price, that's 420786 if you're in Ozaki County, right? Ozaki County also has Mequon. 
month supply down to two. So that's pretty balanced if you're in Ozaki County. Um, but homes for sale are down 26.7%. Uh, let's skip a uh, Let's find another county here. One of my faves. Let's do Washington County. So the average sales price, 307765 That's up 10%. Uh, homes for sale down 1.9%, but the amount of closed sales almost inversely up 2.5%. So, you know, not a tremendously balanced uh, county of sales, but we're at a month supply of 1.6. Last one we'll do is Waukesha County. Waukesha County has um, the second highest that I think in the state, second to Ozaki County for average sales price. That's 399430 and that's up 10.9%. The median sales price is up 14%. Close sales down 12.7%. Woof. And then the homes for sales, uh, homes for sale down 10.1%. So what is that telling us? The month supply at 1.6 is down, right? It's down 4.3%, but the amount of homes that are out there is a lot less in Waukesha County. So what is this all telling us? If you're a buyer, you've got to be creative. You've got to get some, um, and, and everybody says, well, I want to find an off-market property. But I will tell you that if I ever find a seller who decided that they wanted to sell private party, as we call it, without putting your home on the market, you're insane, folks. Contact a realtor. Let them earn their pay. They will earn more than their commission. I guarantee it. I just did. One of the homes in my subdivision, um, I told him, I said, I'll pay for my commission and then some. And I did when we got an accepted offer. We had multiple offers. So, you know, the bottom line is you have that professional representation. You've got somebody who knows the market and, and really knows how to navigate it as well. We are doing delayed listings, meaning we are spending a week or so, you know, behind the scenes, so to speak, marketing things on social media. What we use for landing pages is absolutely incredible, the amount of exposure that we're getting. You know, 11,000 views online. If your realtor is not getting those, and most aren't, probably 95% aren't, call me. I can explain uh, how we do it. So the market is challenging, there's no doubt, but it's a good market. If you're a buyer, it stinks. Let's be honest, it sucks. But your home is out there. Our team can help you. We've never had somebody not find the home that they, uh, that they want, and we want to find the home that you love and, more importantly, love the home you have. Right? I mean, there's a difference in those two. So for us, spread the word. Let people know that it's a great time to sell. I, I, don't, I don't see that this can go on forever, obviously. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to change really anytime soon. So as always, if there's something you want to hear you want us to cover on our podcast, let us know. We've got some guests coming up and some subsequent broadcasts, just like we had last time with Jamie uh, from our office, who's also an attorney. Um, let us know. We are here for you. And this is the only active podcast in Wisconsin dealing with real estate. My name is John Gescheidmeyer. I'm your host. Thanks for tuning in. This episode of Wisconsin Real Estate Today has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and let others know if you found this content useful. Until next time, make today your best day.